Welcome, welcome. This is the Revolution Not Televised podcast. Um, I've been talking about this podcast for a long time, about doing it, about um, actually bringing you know audio to some of the issues that are discussed on my page. And with this Jesse Smollett situation, it's just so much to type, to be honest. It's, it's a lot to type. It's a lot to discuss. I'm to try to fit into one Instagram caption as far as all the elements to this. Um, one thing I definitely wanted to communicate to everybody, and I want our people to understand, is we have to understand what it is to look and feel like to operate in a powerless position. People are making direct comparisons of what white people are allowed to do, what white people have gotten away with, what white people don't arrest other white people for um, in the wake of this thing. And they do it all, people do it all the time. They do it all the time, um, you know, when a black man or a half black man is charged, you know, in the white court. I'm not saying that every time that a black man is charged in a white court that he is wrong and they are right. I want you to understand that we are operating in a powerless position. Until we regain power, until we have equal power, you cannot compare apples to apples with what white men, what white women are getting away with and therefore put that up as an excuse as what black men and black women should get away with. If you are in charge of the society, you will be the one making the rules. You will be the one enforcing the laws and the laws are going to be in your favor, in your interest. So let's get that out of the way really, really quick and understand that until we regain power, until we are in power, these comparisons are just silly. It's really just silly. Like, oh, you know, but I don't see them arresting the white. Why would they arrest the white women if they're white? Why would they arrest their moms and their sisters? That doesn't make sense, you know? So let's get that out of the way. Secondly, Jesse Smollett situation. Jesse, I keep calling him Jesse Small Hat because I want people to never forget and continually recognize that he is not fully black. He's not a full African. Um, when I said, and I posted yesterday, I said, you know, He's setting the race back 100 to 150 years. I'm not talking about through a perspective of the European. I'm talking about through the perspective of where we were 100 to 150 years ago. As a result of psychological, psychological conditioning, how low our collective self-esteem was. It was so low that when a black person spoke, when a black person came to give information to other black people, it was not believed unless that information was validated or backed up or legitimized by the European. It will not hurt you to take time out of your life to really, really study our history and not the history that was force-fed to us in their institutions, not the version that they wanted us to know. Because when you study our history, you haven't, you, you're, you know, you're able to locate the race, as John Henry Clark would say. You're able to understand where we were, what happened, where we are now, and what needs to not happen to go back to, you know, a situation where we're, we're operating like slaves in chains. Many, many people stayed in slavery longer than they had to because they believed that Harriet Tubman was a myth. 
when people started saying there's this old slave lady coming in the night taking people to freedom people thought it was a joke they thought the slaves were being delusional when i say people i mean other slaves other slaves stayed in slavery longer because they did not believe harriet Tubman was a real person it sounded like a crazy idea, like this slave is coming and making trips in the night, waking up people to freedom. They didn't believe it. They didn't believe it until Harriet Tubman became older and the Quakers and white people legitimized her. Many people in Jamaica thought that Queen Nanny was a mythical figure for a long time. They thought that Queen Nanny was a story that was being told by the Maroons until the colonial government and other people who represented colonial government legitimized her. Many people in the Haitian Revolution on the other side of the island almost self-sabotaged the revolution because they were told that a revolution was happening in the other side of the island. They did not believe it until two things happened, until A, they saw it themselves, or they saw their masters abandoning their plantations, which validated that, yes, indeed, revolution was happening. So we're coming from a place where we didn't believe each other as a result of, obviously, conditioning. But we didn't believe each other. When a black person spoke, it, was, it held no weight. I don't know if you realize, sometimes when people come on my page and they say, oh, do you have a source for it? I get like, you know, I say something really sarcastic and I post a source and I said, see, Massa said it's true. And I'm referencing a time in, in our history where you literally had to say Massa said it's true. You had to present a European source, a European person to validate what you were saying as an African to other Africans during slavery and post-slavery times. Why am I bringing this up? Because that's what I'm talking about when I say people like Jussie Smollett are setting us back 100 to 150 years. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a space in time where a black person spoke and it was not believed by other black people. Okay? So now, Jussie is an issue, is problematic because Jussie is not fully black. However, Jussie is presented as a black person. He presents himself as a black person. Um, and Many, many people in North America have an issue differentiating between mixed race people and fully black or African people. They have an issue between dif differentiating between someone with a white parent and someone with two black parents or someone with black grandparents. And so you have these people who are mixed race coming in our section, as I like to call it, coming, you know, among African people and doing things and engaging in behavior that sabotages levels of trust that we, we start to, to have in each other, okay? So this isn't a white issue. This is about us among each other. We were getting to a place where the establishment, the creators of the establishment, white people, Asians, Arabs, could no longer try to discredit a black person in front of other black people, right? In the Trayvon Martin case, one of the key witnesses, Rachel Jantel, they tried to discredit her and they tried to say, oh, you know, pretty much tried to paint her as an illiterate. Okay, I don't know if you guys remember, they tried to paint her as an illiterate. 
she spoke Ebonics and therefore maybe her testimony might not be credible. We decided as a people that what she was saying was indeed the truth. That another black person's word was more important and more powerful than an entire courtroom of white people saying the opposite. Okay? With the Mike Brown situation, it was similar. We saw a dead body on the ground. We got two, you know, we got um, eyewitness testimonies of what they heard and what they saw. And we went with the word of our people. So the climate was changing for us where we started to believe in each other. We started to believe the word of black people against 20 white people, against 20 police officers, against 10 court officers, against two judges. We started to believe in our people again. And you have this mixed race man come in the mix, Jussie Smollett, and create an atmosphere of doubt when it comes to racial tension and racial events. Create an atmosphere of distrust. Now, you have many, many people who are, maybe they don't have a lot of knowledge of self. Maybe they don't have a lot of knowledge of enemy. Maybe they don't have a knowledge of mixed race people. But they know that they're African. They know that they're black. They're young. Maybe they haven't ran into the knowledge yet. But those people are the writers. Those people are the ones that will say, oh, you know, you're black and they're white and then they did something to us and I'm black too, so I'm going to defend you. That's pretty much the depth of their logic. That's how deep it goes. Okay? And those people were riding for Jesse. Those people were cursing out people, blocking people, attacking people for Jesse. And now they feel stupid. They're not going to come out and say they feel stupid, but they feel stupid. And so the next time when we have a situation like that, those people are going to be hesitant to ride out for our people. You see? So that's what I mean when I say we're going back 100 to 150 years where Someone like Jussie Smollett, who is mixed race, and I keep saying that, I'm going to say Jussie Smollett, mixed race, can get into the mix and help break down the trust that we started to develop among each other, coming from a place where our word meant nothing even among each other, okay? And I know many of you people are listening and like, oh, you know, he's black, he's black. Let me tell you, just Google image um, Diana Ross's grandchildren, Google image, um, Michael Jackson's grandchildren, they literally bred out the black of them. Okay. So he's mixed race. And the reason why that is important is because you have women who are, who have children, the father is not in the life, or maybe the father has, doesn't want to be in the child's life. The father passed away. And that woman can look on the child and say, you know, you're behaving like your dad. You're acting just like your daddy. You walk like your daddy. You're responding like your daddy. So we cannot underestimate the role of DNA in behavior. How can people say, oh, somebody's acting like their dad, being like their dad, never met their dad, didn't grow up with their, with their dad, but they have behavioral tendencies like their father and not bring the logical continuum when it comes to mixed race people and say, if you have European DNA directly in you, you will have behavioral tendencies like a European. Okay. So this is a problem with mixed race people. They're coming into the African section. 
people are accepting them as Africans, but the behavioral tendencies are not that of an African. Their, their core principles and ideologies and their wants are not that of an African. And sometimes it's something that they cannot even fight. You're talking about DNA. It's very, very powerful. So that's the problem with Jesse Smollett. A lot of people don't have that knowledge itself. They're not there yet to recognize when somebody's mixed race. They have not fully understood the impact of the, the misinformation of the one drop rule that is not biological, that it's a legal doc- doctrine, it has nothing to do with biology. So they're accepting him as a black person. They feel embarrassed. They have egg on their face. And the next time that we need these people to stand up, to believe another black person, they're going to be hesitant. So that is the issue with Jussie Smollett. So the three things I wanted to talk about was understanding that we're not in a position of power, understanding that different rules apply when you are in a powerless position, understanding where we were during slavery as far as finding each other credible, understanding the dangers of accepting people with different behavioral tendencies as Black when they are not, and the damage that they can do when they engage in these different behavioral tendencies to our trust in each other because we are falsely recognizing them as one of us. So if anybody has any comments or questions, feel free to comment, feel free to send a message. But this is the danger and the damage that's being done by a situation like Jesse Smollett. And we cannot say as so-called, you know, Pan-African is, oh, he's a celebrity, we need to focus on the work. Our youth are enamored with celebrity, okay? Our youth are enamored with what's going on in the news. This is where we need to have our air to the ground and be in the mix and keep saying, Jussie Smollett, the mixed guy, the mixed race guy. Thank you for listening.